0: Mia Smithson is the CEO and founder of the Dollar 30K program. She empowers women to get higher paying jobs they adore by teaching them how to effectively package skills and strategically negotiate with confidence. She's a passionate global director of talent management with over seven years of experience helping. Top tech companies hire, grow, and retain extraordinary talent. And her background includes leading leadership development for 100 plus hiring managers and interviewing 5000 plus tech professionals and creating plus implementing Faith Life's global workforce strategy, encompassing 800 plus people in seven countries. Let's feel empowered and encouraged to negotiate for business worth by talking to Mia in this episode. This is The Guiding Voice podcast series. The Guiding Voice for a better future. Friends, I am your host, Navin Samala, just a fellow professional. On a mission to make the world a better place to live, through The Guiding Voice, we drive conversations that matter and conversations that add value to your life and to your career. Thank you so much for tuning in. And Mia, Achi, welcome to The Guiding Voice. Super thrilled to host you today, and finally we are here.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'm excited to be here.
0: <laughs> yeah, pleasure to have uh, Mia, and let's uh, move forward. And uh, I'm really curious to understand what are the top three things that I've attributed to your success so far, because it will help our audience get inspired by knowing your success mantra.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So I would say that first is falling in love with discomfort. So I have the quote, discomfort is the currency of your dreams as my phone saver. And I lean into it, right? Like if I wake up and if I'm not frightened sometimes and scared, then I know that I'm not Pushing myself. And so, yeah, I would say the first is falling in love with discomfort. The second is realizing that you will not be perfect, right? There is no such thing as perfect because your definition of perfect is different than my definition of perfect, right? And so it's really about putting out exceptional work and recognizing that you will not please everyone, but at the same time, you will impact um, profoundly. Uh, people as long as you're actually putting your work out there then I, I would say the third thing is that the more volume that you do the better the volume becomes what I mean by that is quantity breeds quality right so oftentimes you hear that dilemma of like, oh, well, I want everything to be amazing, but I know we need to, let's just say you're a social media manager and you're like, you need to put a ton of content out there, but how are we going to do that if it's all supposed to you know, be this certain this certain bar? Mm-hmm. Like if you just literally, you take consistent action and you just consistently get, push your content out there and iterate, right? Yep. That is truly how you improve. So I'd say those are like the three Mm. like keys to success
0: at least that I've seen at this point in my career yeah wonderful and especially I love this uh, quantity breeds quality and many times people get stuck at working towards perfection and as you rightly said perfection means something else to somebody and it is relative like something which I feel is perfect may not be perfect to you right wonderful uh, Mia and uh, after you have embarked on your entrepreneurial journey with this uh, the dollar 30k program what are some of the toughest lessons that you have learned in this process which you may have not anticipated and which you may have not prepared but you are able to overcome them and treat them as okay as if this is a learning for me
1: yeah this is such a great question so i started the 30k program after finding out that I was underpaid by $30,000,
0: right?
1: And immediately afterwards, I hired a coach. I learned how to negotiate. And then I got not one, not two, but three promotions within a year. (laughs) And so I know what the gender pay gap feels like. And yeah, I've personally interviewed over 5,000 people. And roughly half of those people have been women. And if I had to estimate roughly 1,500 women I have personally heard undersell themselves in an interview setting. Right. Mm. And so here's the thing, right. Women can have it all. Right. And that includes a job that they find deeply meaningful and enjoyable. And that's also higher paying. Right. And so I think, (laughs) yeah, at the heart it was like learning how to like believe in myself and my ability to deliver immense value my belief in my ability to actually communicate that um, to whoever I need to communicate that to. And then um, I would say also like the, the crux of negotiation has been like hugely helpful. Like negotiation is a skill, right? So it's like riding a bike, right? Mm-hmm. You learn yeah. how to ride a bike. You're not like worried about if you'll be able to ride the bike in the future, because like, you know how to do that. And it's the same thing with negotiation. It is a skill that can be taught and anyone. can learn.
0: Mm-hmm. And and you said uh, out of uh, 5,000 plus uh, tech interviews and over 1,500 of them are women, and most of them felt they are underpaid. That how can somebody find out whether they are paid enough or right?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So there are a number of databases that you can use online. So Glassdoor has one, salary.com can also be a valuable resource. Some jobs um, even post salary ranges on the job descriptions. So uh, legally in the United States, there are eight states that require um, companies to post like the, the specific salary ranges. And so what I recommend doing is like yes, do your do your due diligence. Um, but then when you're actually in that negotiation, what you don't want to do is you don't want to it's called spilling the candy. And that's where you say what you're currently earning, right? Because then you lose leverage. So instead what I recommend doing is even if you know that salary range, I would literally just ask that that recruiter or that hiring manager that you're speaking with and ask, you know, what is the salary range for the role? Um, Get that clarification. And because you really never know, like, it's funny. So I help my sister to... Um, negotiate for um, a new role, and she was thinking that the role was like a hundred k, roughly. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, she didn't obviously say that amount, but she asked what the salary range was, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, we go up to about one thirty k." And she ended up literally earning. Um, at the time I think she was like 75 or 80 K and she ended up earning like a 50 K jump. <laughs> right. <laughs> so she went to like the, the top of that, um, that salary range. And she was able to do that because she wasn't spilling her candy. Right. She wasn't saying what she's currently earning. Mm. She wasn't just saying what she's wanting to be earning. Instead, she was really smart. Right. She was yeah. finding out this information. And then once she had that information strategically, um, negotiating from there
0: right yeah mm-hmm. and and you started this uh 30k program just to make people better at negotiation and is that applicable only for women or uh, that is my first question and second question is is it only for lateral hires in a sense people with experience or is it applicable for freshers as well
1: oh great questions um the skills that are taught within the 30k program can help anyone, regardless of gender, regardless of industry, regardless of position title. Um, I did specifically found the thirty K program to help women because uh, women in the United States in the United States earn seventeen point seven percent less than men do, and I am just not okay with that, right? And so that is why the program is specifically geared towards women and. One thing that's been fascinating is that um, roughly like 80% of the women who join our program are actually already at six figures when they join. And so we don't have a like minimum threshold that you have to be earning, but we are noticing that it is typically like a certain caliber of woman who Mm -hmm. is interested in our program. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. And, uh, what inspired you to start this program other than you said uh, you were underpaid 30K? <laughs> is there anything else uh, that inspired you to start this program?
1: Yeah, so I think so much of it is just like what I've been doing the last seven years. Mm. Like when you spend, like, so an average recruiter, right, they may spend. Like five hours scheduling the interviews, like 15 hours sourcing, and let's just say like 20 hours interviewing, right? I have spent thousands of hours of my life hearing women not know how to effectively package their skills, um, hearing them undersell themselves and their experience, um, also just seeing really crappy resumes apply. Like some of the resumes I've seen, like they, they hurt your soul. Right. you're like, are you freaking kidding me? Like step up your game. That is not how you create a resume. Right. And so it's like, I could just like carry on with my life and just like hold all this information inside, Hmm. but I was born to make a difference. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to make an impact (laughs) in this world. And so like, this to me is like a pain point that I personally experienced, right? I've heard like over a thousand women also experience mm. this pain. And I'm like, you know what? I have the skills to solve this pain. I've solved it in my own life. I've helped others do the same. And so like this to me, is just a very clear, like mm. very large pain point that I have the skills to to solve and, and why not, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And, and uh, it brings me to my next question. Based on uh, your previous response, you said that we can uh, do the salary range. We can get to know the salary range through Salary.com, and also often we can check with the recruiters, uh, tell us the salary range. But uh, it is often tricky to get that answer from them, right? So, what should be the strategy of the candidate? Because especially in India, like during my last uh, few last two job switches. I was curious. I said, hey, you know, can you tell me the salary range, basis which I can negotiate? They said, no, yeah. we are not supposed to disclose. And uh, they try to avoid that. So is there a way where we can have them answer that question?
1: Yeah, that's such a great question. So oftentimes it's how you ask the question that i mm-hmm. realized, right? So um, we teach in the program something called the reversal and then the double reversal. So.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the reversal is where you say, let's just say you are the hiring manager and you say, Maria, what salary range are you targeting? And I say, um, you know, I'm really interested in this role, but before I let you know that information, um, I would love to know like the salary range for the role in order to better assess whether, um, you know, this is an interview process that I'd like to continue with. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And so you, you, you put the ball back in the interviewer's um, court and she may say like, well, we, you know, the hiring manager, um, like pro role hasn't actually told me or like the, the person, yeah, the person, the decision maker doesn't actually know this information yet. Could you let me know that salary, right? So yeah. then they throw the ball back in our court and you can just say, oh, um, you know, it sounds like you don't have that full range yet. Um, could you follow up with the person who does have that information via email and we can go from mm. there, yeah, yeah. right? Mm. And that way, like, it's fine if they don't know the salary range up front, um, but you're just requesting to know that information via email, mm. right? And then here's where it gets really juicy. <laughs> so <laughs> no matter what salary range they say, my recommendation is always is their flexibility in the range Hmm. some of the companies i'm interviewing with are a little bit higher right and obviously only say that if that's accurate but it shows that you're in demand right it shows that you know you're willing to like you're wanting to negotiate a little bit and also like negotiation is a skill that is hugely valuable in corporate america right if they see you effectively Mm. negotiating you will likely be that person who is negotiating vendor contracts, who mm. they pull into mergers and acquisitions, right? Who's yeah. that like point person because they see how you carry yourself, right? They mm. see how you speak, they see how you strategically negotiate with confidence. And they're like, Wee! okay, mm. like she handled that really well. Like we want her on board because we want her doing that in our company and saving us money. You know what I'm saying? Um, or making us money at that point, right? And so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I literally, that is there flexibility in the range? Some mm. of the companies I'm interviewing with are a little higher. Mm. That is just like, oh man, I, it says a juicy line.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. And um, here comes my next one. Again, I think that ties with the core of today's conversation. It's more about how do you make women feel empowered and encouraged to negotiate for business worth?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, so it's really about helping the person to mm. believe in themselves and mm-hmm. also believe in um, their skill set, right? Um, so oftentimes I'll hear like low confidence phrases. So it's words like, I'll try, or oh, but but if that If not, that's okay, or I wish, or I hope, I feel, I think, right? It's these kind of like wish-washy words that we work to clean up, right? So someone who speaks with certainty uses words like I will and I can or let's do X, right? And so a lot of it is like actually sh- helping the person to shift their dialogue to a more certain voice because certainty sells, right? Like if you go in there and you're like, I'm not really sure if I can make a difference here. Like I did some other things. Like they're going to hire me. Are you freaking kidding me? But if you go in there and you're like, you know what? You researched their mission, their values. You, you literally went through your entire resume. You know exactly how day one you'd make that impact, right? Mm, yeah. That is someone who can speak with certainty and with clarity and with confidence, right? And so it's about doing that like preparation in advance and then speaking and communicating with certainty. Right. And then we literally like, I have a, like a whole list of like low confidence phrases. Right. And then we have like the shift of like, try this instead. Right. And mm. so having like literally writing down like, Oh, it's interesting. Cause I, I keep on saying, I hope instead of I will, or I can, you know, like start catching yourself right? And then that will just make such an impact, right?
0: Mm. Yeah, wonderful. And (laughs) yeah, this is uh, so enlightening conversation for sure. And let's add some spice to the episode. I'm going to kick off a quick rapid fire round so that our audience will get to know you personal side, Mia. Are you ready for it? Bring it. (laughs) Okay, here comes my first one. If you could have one gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say?
1: Discomfort is a currency of your dreams.
0: Discomfort is discomfort is a currency. Wow. <laughs> okay. Moving to the next one. What is the first thing you notice where, about someone when you meet them?
1: How I feel around them, not mm-hmm. what they say.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Good one. And uh, moving to the next one. Uh, can you describe yourself in just one word? Determined. Determine. And what is the weirdest thing that you have ever eaten so far?
1: Um I lived in Thailand after college and um I ate a cricket. <laughs> <laughs> I got photos, so it was it was wild.
0: <laughs> Interesting. And if you could be any animal, what would it be?
1: dogs they're lovable they're adorable they're athletic i mean what is not to love about a dog
0: really yeah indeed and last one for the rapid fire: what is one electronic gadget that you'd like to see or invent yourself
1: attachment to your body that tracks your cortisol levels so it would like tap you if your cortisol levels are getting too high And then from there, it would say like, hey, here are a few different ways that you can decrease your cortisol, right? So it's like, hey, your cortisol is getting a little bit high. Let's do some quick breathing exercises Mm. or take a quick walk, right? And I just think that like learning how to manage your stress is Mm. one of the keys to success, right? And having data, like like, instantaneous data, like someone needs to invent that. I've thought about that, but- I already have a business. <laughs> I don't need another one. But...
0: <laughs> Fascinating. And I'm sure it will become a reality very soon. And with that, let's flip back to the mainstream. What will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers?
1: Hmm. Um, believe in yourself, even mm-hmm. if those around you don't yet. You are the only one who can validate you right and when you view people like external like validation vending machines you don't get very far but Mm. instead when you follow your own moral compass and Mm. when you have that innate belief in yourself even if the outside world doesn't always agree with that belief that's truly where the power lies right
0: Mm. yeah believe in yourself Awesome, and uh, how has been your experience being hosted on the Guiding Voice?
1: Ooh, I thought it was great. Um, yeah. You're very organized. I can tell you're very disciplined, and it was really fun.
0: Yeah, awesome. Even I had uh, fun talking to you, and in fact, it was quite insightful. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for your time and all the amazing tips and insights that you have shared. Really appreciated, Mia.
1: Thank you so much. This was amazing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it was a pleasure hosting you, Mia. And friends, uh, that was our episode with Mia Smithson. And before we move into the trivia section, here is a request to you. Please subscribe to us in case you haven't done already. And if you're listening to this podcast episode on Apple or Spotify, request you to follow if you're not doing already. And if you have not left the Rating and review, please do so so that it will boost our reach. And also, if you have loved the conversation and found the episode useful, request you to share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice. Thanks much in advance. Now, let's hop into the trivia segment of today's episode. Today's trivia is about currency and especially the two new forms of currency that are launched in the 21st century. And really curious about how this currency is going to evolve in the coming decades because. Uh, Literally, mobile payment technology and virtual currency have changed the face of the industry and the way transactions are being performed. Now, let's take a dig at these two technologies. Mobile payment technology and virtual currency are two new forms among many of the currency that was launched in the 21st century. And mobile payments are used to pay for products and services through a smartphone or tablet, whereas virtual currency is a digital representation of value that functions as a medium of exchange. Probably you can think of Bitcoin and digital rupee or the e-rupee and several governments are launching their own e-currencies and that is about virtual one form of the virtual currency. Whereas when it comes to the uh, Bitcoin kind of thing, it is not controlled or regulated by a central bank. So we are living in interesting time. Likewise, I'm curious to understand from you, What are the different forms of currency that you are anticipating in future? Would love to hear your comments. Feel free to comment it if you are watching it on YouTube or if you have found this episode elsewhere on social media, comment there. That's all for today. Thank you so much for joining me. And friends, do not forget to share your topic recommendations and guest speaker suggestions either through social media or by emailing me at theguidingvoiceforyou at redgmail.com. I'm your host, Navin Samala just a fellow professional and a passionate learner on a mission to make the world a better place to live through conversations that matter and conversations that add value to your life and to your career. Until next time, bye-bye. Signing off for now. See you all in the next episode with another amazing guest.